0: It was November 1971, Gordon Moore, the co-founder of Intel, noted now we can make a single chip and sell it for several thousand different applications. This was the beginning of the family of chips which would lead, a few years after, in 1974, to the release of the 8080 by by the Italian chip designer Federico Faggin, who at the time was working for Intel. Thanks to this family of chips, actually, the whole CPU industry was kicked off and the whole PC revolution became real. From that point on, many companies were coming up as a result of actually being able to develop a software system or an operating system specific for the computing industry that was coming up at the time. This was also therefore the beginning of Microsoft. The idea came back in the 70s when Paul Allen the co-founder of Microsoft, together with Bill Gates, actually thought, and at the time they were really two young boys, he thought that uh, the chips were becoming so powerful that finally you could develop uh, an operating system on top of those mini computers that were actually coming up as a result of uh, this new technology. That's how Microsoft uh, was actually uh, created. The interesting part is, uh, as of today, Microsoft actually is a company that generated almost 200 billion dollars and it's a company worth almost 2 trillion dollars. The interesting part is uh, for this year, for this uh, 2022, Microsoft revenues did slow down. However, they were saved actually by Azure. Indeed, There are a couple segments actually, as I'll show you, that uh, saved uh, the year for Microsoft, but Azure was definitely the segment which shown the most incredible growth and the most incredible potential. The interesting note from the financial statement of Microsoft is actually the fact that um, there is a single mention of OpenAI, when instead my bet is in the coming years, OpenAI might become a key element of the microsoft you know investment into ai now if you look at the microsoft business model today of course it is uh, broken down in a few key product lines it's a very diversified business model which comprises uh, various sets of products that go from uh, you know again business productivity cloud uh, gaming and uh, social uh, media especially professional social media through linkedin and then search through bing And then enterprise services through GitHub. It's interesting to notice that over the years, Microsoft has used its uh, Office and Windows um, printing machine to actually build at scale large businesses, like you know it did with uh, with LinkedIn a few years back, and then with GitHub, and now how Microsoft is doing with OpenAI to integrate them into its large business model so the real power of microsoft has been over the years that of being able to integrate various types of companies of various sizes within its own business models and of course we can argue whether it did that successfully or not but i can i can comment on that as we go uh the throughout this uh, this episode which again focuses on a little bit on looking at the financial highlights for microsoft but also what we want to look at in the in the coming months now the interesting part is the intelligent cloud business right now for microsoft is a uh, huge it's a huge segment which in 2022 generated 75 billion dollars and this is the segment where you find azure and uh, if we look at the also the profitability so the operating income that this uh, segment generated this was 32 billion dollars more than 32 billion dollars for 2022 remember this operating income now The interesting part is the intelligent cloud business was uh, primarily uh, primarily growth was contributed by Azure which grew year-over-year of uh, 31%, so over 30%, which is an incredible growth. And if we look at the various products right now, it's also interesting to notice that um, among the other segments that have been growing very, very fast, there is a single, there is a product which is LinkedIn that went from over 10 billion in revenues to almost 14 billion in revenues in 2022. A key thing and a key highlight like here is that actually LinkedIn has been proven uh, as a very uh, good uh, B2B advertising machine. And indeed, probably more than half of these uh, revenues generated for 2022 came from advertising and B2B advertising, which is quite interesting. If you think about it for years, LinkedIn has not been the most interesting b2b advertising machine and now it has become a very powerful one even more interesting than the search business of uh, microsoft which in uh, 2022 generated uh, slightly more than uh, 11.5 billion dollars and again the search business uh, comprises bing and then it has also a few other integrations within but it's uh, again it's quite interesting to notice those things so um, of all the segments the most interesting segments for microsoft right now are cloud enterprise which enterprise services also comprise github which generated which generated over seven billion dollars in 2022 and uh, also linkedin which is an incredible product with uh, with uh, over 900 million users across the world in uh, in uh, 2022. The interesting part is that many of those users, uh, I think uh, the stats is uh, over 80% of those users are actually outside the US. It's also worth uh, emphasizing that uh, the Microsoft uh, uh, revenues uh, is actually split in two, between US, so over $100 billion, and outside US, which is $98 billion for 2022. So also geographically, Microsoft is quite uh, distributed. Now the the thing here uh, is that um, Azure is the most interesting part right now, and it's going to be the most interesting part to look at uh, in the in the coming years. Indeed, if we look at uh, the various comments in the in the financials for this year, Azure has been mentioned uh, you know 45 times, which uh, is uh, you know quite uh, a huge number of times. And I think they also um, this is gonna increase exponentially as we go over time you might say why do i care about how many times the the a segment is mentioned in the financials well this is uh, this is uh, a little bit uh, as a way to understand how much importance they give to the segment not just from uh, from uh, from an internal standpoint but also as a way to present their strength to investors so the more something is shown to investors Um, and mentioned within the financial statements, the more uh, this might uh, become important as a way to show investors the value of the company. And then on the other side, it's quite interesting to notice that OpenAI was mentioned only once. And, uh, you know, we can also understand why, because if you're Microsoft and you're preparing the financial statements and you're closing a deal which is not yet official and just came out the news of the deal between Microsoft and OpenAI a few days back, um you know the 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 thing is uh, you're not going to mention it uh, many times over in the financial statement until you don't have the certainty also of how the deal is going to close up also because as i i in a previous episode right now the main question mark is uh, how the deal structure is going to look like and uh, as i explained there are three possible solutions like one is uh, simply uh, and when i say again when i say simply i don't mean to uh, diminish it i just mean uh, simply like a commercial partnership where Microsoft has exclusivity over OpenAI for years and it puts a few billion dollars uh, which is not cash but is mostly like infrastructure support uh, for, for OpenAI which would be an incredible deal anyhow or, potent- or potentially the deal can go through where Microsoft is able to uh, get a stake also into OpenAI and the piece of the profits in the order of let's say less than 50 or like or more more than 50 percent of the profits that the company generates in the coming years until it recoups its uh, its stake and another approach may be a sort of hybrid where microsoft uh, takes both a stake into OpenAI and also on the other side, uh, the, the the other part of the cash is actually invested as infrastructure support for OpenAI. Honestly, the best way right now to move forward would be to, for OpenAI to still be independent so that it can be quite quick in uh, keeping up the, the development of its own products and also uh, open the way in the future not to be controlled by Microsoft. Because, of course, the risk here is... Uh, that uh, over time, Microsoft may may have uh, tighter and tighter control over OpenAI. Even though, for the way OpenAI is structured right now, um, it's a, it's a cap for profit organization, for which once the investment has been paid off, many times over, and the cap, uh, you know, the cap, the default cap is under x But I think this is going to depend highly on the how things will develop. So let's not uh, take this as a fixed cap. I think if the, if a bill if uh, a deal goes through where Microsoft also gets stake into OpenAI, probably the cap um, for the investment of Microsoft might be much, much lower. And then on the other side, Microsoft also invests again a lot into the infrastructure that it will be supporting OpenAI. Now again, Azure, it's, a, it's way more than just AI, but uh, right now AI, AI is really the, uh, the, the service that is making Azure grow like, uh, like crazy. And uh, uh, of course, Azure offers a lot of se- a set of um, services that go from AI to IoT to, um, to actually um, the, the, the creation like VR and uh, integrating also in, into other devices that uh, the company offers like HoloLens. But um, again, the interesting part uh, par- uh, uh, for, for Azure is that right now this is really a huge computer with more than 60 data center regions, and um, the, the Azure infrastructure is quite interesting from many perspective. As uh, I, sp- I explained, this is really the underlying infrastructure for OpenAI. So, if you tell me what's the one of the major advantages of OpenAI as a as a company that is developing uh, large language models absolutely the computing power that it gets through through azure there is no doubt about it it's one of the components so one component is computing power the other one is the ability to have a team which is well versed in training those large language models and then the rest is like uh, it was mostly like uh, human uh, reinforcement learning through supervised learning in the fine-tuning process and reinforcement, reinforcement learning, as uh, apps uh, like ChatGPT, products like ChatGPT becomes uh, quite <clears throat> successful because uh, OpenAI again there can actually gain uh, network effects and uh, a lot of uh, human um, interactions uh, from uh, from ChatGPT. So here again, the the thing is uh, uh, the the intelligent cloud business would generated. Uh, over 75 billions in 2022 20, uh, but the interesting part is that again uh, Microsoft is uh, creating uh, what's known as an AI supercomputer which is an infrastructure you know, an infrastructure able to uh, provide parallel computing for the development of um, AI uh, large language models and this is going to be a key thing to look at uh, in the future where the intelligent cloud may become a more important piece of the overall Microsoft business model, probably taking over and becoming the new printing machine. For two uh, aspects, first of all, as infrastructure to the next development of the web, therefore as the next uh, platform of the web, which is AI. Second, as a business platform for developing applications on top uh, of uh, DI, therefore enabling an ecosystem of developers, entrepreneurs and businesses across the world, which can really become the next uh, business platform. And the third element, as I explained already, this, uh, this process uh, of uh, integrating uh, its uh, cloud infrastructure within everything else is also a key element. Let's remember that also today, when we talk about Office, uh, the, the office products, we are primarily talking about uh, uh, cloud-based uh, services. Uh, And uh, it's also interesting to notice for this year that uh, Windows is still a printing machine that generated 24 billion dollars for Microsoft in uh, 2022. So those are the things that we want to look at uh, going forward. Again, uh, the Microsoft Azure infrastructure, the way uh, the whole AI and OpenAI is going to get integrated within the enterprise platform of Azure is going to be the most important element followed by the growth into the advertising business from linkedin which is actually showing an incredible uh, growth uh, growth co- compared to other segments another interesting part is going to be actually the enterprise services growth and also the growth of uh, b2b tools for developers like github copilot which is also another fast growing segment And uh, the other element is going to be actually looking at whether Microsoft can revamp its search advertising business that for now has been actually quite sleepy in the last years, still uh, growing uh, uh, consistently. But again, at uh, Mm -hmm. a small rate compared to actually Google, which is uh, more than 10x bigger than the current search advertising business of Microsoft. So let's see how things will evolve this year.